Alright guys, today we got my man Darren from Friendly Brand. Shout out to the whole Friendly team. We appreciate you guys coming on First Smoke of the Day. And shout out to the whole First Smoke of the Day family. Appreciate you guys tuning in and watching. Make sure you hit the like button. Make sure you run the comments up. Let us know what you want to see more of. Let us know which brand needs a featured episode next. And make sure you're subscribed if you haven't already. And if you want a featured episode like my man Darren from Friendly, then reach out to us at family at firstsmokeoftheday.com or hit us at the DMs at first smoke of the day. Let us know you want a featured episode. We'll get your brand exposed to thousands and thousands of people and we can't take everybody. So you must apply and you must be accepted. We have to make sure it's credible and then we'll introduce it to our community. We appreciate you guys. Also, growgeneration.com. If you haven't already, use the code FIRSTSMOKE10. It's over 60 stores nationwide, or you can just go online. They also do delivery for any big commercial grows. If you wanted to come straight to your door, they can handle that as well. And if you haven't already, just know everyone's switching to drip. Switch to drip hydro. We'll give you a free test run. Email us, family at firstsmokeoftheday.com, or DM us, and we're going to get you hooked up with some drip. What else, man? What else is FSOTD.com, merch, ashtrays, limited first smoke of the day gear. Also, if you want to see the three tiers, if you want to keep up, if you want to get ahead, get way ahead on podcasts, FSOTD.com. We have so much stuff dropping constantly. Also, Dr. Dabber, one of our premier sponsors, something we use all the time is the XS. That's what I'm using. Packs on the white Evo. Dr. Dabber, the code is first smoke. It gets you a discount on all Dr. Dabber products. Go on FSOTD.com, check out all our affiliate programs where you get discounts with all the people you see on the podcast, sponsors, all that. FSOTD.com. And make sure you get on the free Discord. It's on the website. We'll be in there weekly. Mm -hmm. Meet us there, let's get into it. That's really how we got our start, was working with Connected like super early on. Being at Hall of Flowers is more for that, but the energy this year at Hall of Flowers was crazy. But I can't give you gold out of old material. Like, But then I think the next time my partner went down there, when Chaz went down there next, he had synced up with Graham from Glass House. Yo, what's good, everybody? It's First Smoke of the Day. We're back again with another featured episode number five today. We've got a special guest in the building. It's your boy, Pat Gods. I'm here with Blackleaf. You already and we know. we got my man, Darren, from Friendly Brand. How you doing, homie? What's going on, fellas? How y'all doing? What doing up? Well, doing well. Appreciate Thanks you pulling me. up. Appreciate you pulling up. It's been a long time coming. Yes, sir. He's, he's always talked about uh, you guys, you know, messaging back and forth on DMs for years now. Yeah, it's been a minute. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's always cool. You put a face to a name and get to link in person. I know we met at the Doja event mm -hmm. formally. Yeah, and yeah, so, yeah. Fuck, when was that? Like a year ago? Uh, yeah, at least. Like, yeah. Bro's been putting those on for a minute now. I know. It doesn't seem like it, but that shit's crazy. Not it's a lot. cool just to get everyone together in the same rooms. No, it is. I think that's like one of the main things I saw with... Uh, what Doge has been doing over the last couple of years now has been dope because he's really been getting his face out there and building his brand like ground floor, fucking popping up, letting like people that really fuck with his brand, like that smoke the brand or want to come like engage, they have an opportunity to interact with him. So I thought that was really dope. And uh, when we went into like this whole rebrand as a business, it was really like we've been doing community stuff with like local businesses and like I've been going to stores, training bud tenders talking to fucking 
everybody, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Going to farms, sourcing shit, and it's just like wanting to figure out a way to bring that whole community together. Fuck, my mouth's hella dry after smoking that shit. <laughs> yeah, you got some waters over there. That while good you're right stuff, dude. It's good. It's good. Yeah. But what um, you what you been smoking on? Yeah, if you guys mm. didn't know, we really smoke over here. <laughs> dude, so I uh, I always used to smoke flour, and um, when we when my partner came to me with friendly um, back in 2017, I had a delivery service, so he was vending to us, and uh, or he was vending to me. He always come. We'd talk, chop it up, smoke. And I got bad asthma. Like, I don't know if it's from smoking like Bay fucking perps or fucking Bay platinums or whatever the fuck, but like that industrial, like PGR'd out weed, like <laughs> hardball shit that we used to call hardball, thinking that shit was dope. But it was like, fuck, dog, we're smoking cancer sticks in this motherfucker. Like, you had to grind it twice. Yeah, man. <laughs> so um, I don't know, dude. I remember just getting like, like smoking blunts with my boy Kyle out in Fremont and every time after i would smoke like not every time but i would have times after i would smoke where i'm like fuck it's hella hard for me to breathe so um i kept smoking flour obviously started smoking like shit ended up being cleaner started learning more about like the market industry like what's good weed started growing like learning how to cultivate um through like a friend of mine out in humboldt and uh just started like learning more about like what's acceptable and what's not like what is fucking What's one of the PGRs, dog? Fuck, I can't think of the shit. Uh, it's all oh, like general names. Sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know for sure. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Bro, you, you know me, about those Just PGRs, to give you something sorry, funny, <laughs> just to tell you something funny, when I first came out here, when people would say load or PGR, PGR, yeah. I thought they were talking about a product called PGR. Oh, shit. So I'm always like, I would, I, I swear for like two, three years, I'd be like, so it's a PGR? I didn't know instead of for plant growth regulator. Yeah. So for people that don't know, the big one that everyone in Cali's on, and I, not because I use this, I've never in my life sworn on a Bible ever used PGR in my whole entire <laughs> life, but Phospholode is like- That the, was the one. Yeah, that yeah. was like the one that was out. It's still out there? I don't know, but I don't think so. Yeah, I would hope not, right? But yeah. I don't, I, there's a lot of guys that still use it across the whole country. You know, If you're doing over three and a half a light, three a light, you start hearing people say shit like mm-hmm. that and they're really pulling it. And it's not like some old school sour or some shit, you know, that nah. you're growing for 12 weeks, 12 and a half weeks. Yeah. They're growing <laughs> haze. It's yeah. yielding five a light. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> nah, but uh, where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in Sacramento. Okay. Yeah, so grew up in Sacramento. Been there like my whole life. Was living in Miami a little bit back before like legalization. Half the year. Sac's like one of the meccas for weed. Oh, yeah, man. All like, there's so many brands from Sacramento, bro. Like, I know at this point people should realize, recognize, whatever, but um, that's really how we got our start was working with Connected, like, super early on. Like, uh, this dude, Larry, I reached out to their Instagram because we saw them pulling down a bunch of fresh froze and they were like throwing, like, harvesting fire ass weed, like gushers. And uh, they had forbidden fruits. Back then, they had this. Uh, shit called nice cream now and later or no is uh, now and later before nice cream i'm tripping um which was like grown by this dude in sack are you familiar with that strain that now and later yeah oh yeah, yeah dude that shit was i drove so to sack bought a sweet. clone and drove back did you when they did a clone drop i literally drove up grabbed the clone turned around and drove all the way back down yeah that shit was pure candy bro yeah. but um but yeah we ended up like picking up a bunch of stuff from them did some collaborations with connected like super early on um and that really like just floored us and started getting us like going like we 
became a brand in October 2017. We started this business as like Friendly Farms, the extraction company. My partner started Friendly back in 06, just cultivating greenhouse in his garage, fucking different indoor spots. And um, but when he came to me in 2017, it was like we had an opportunity with a bunch or he had an opportunity with a big grow in uh, Santa Barbara, Buellton, whatever, Lompoc. I forget the city that they're actually in. But anyways, out in Santa Barbara area that they just had a ton of flower and it actually ended up being um, Ash and Kelly from Elite Gardens. So that was like the first farm that we worked with. We just got a bunch of trim and like shit was like not that great back then. You know what I mean? Like it just was what it was. But then I think the next time my partner went down there and when Chaz went down there next, he had synced up with Graham from Glasshouse and he, that was like our first fresh frozen drop. So like we were talking about that, but like we literally like Chaz met him from the jump. Um, but Chaz was the first person to bring me like from his garage grown indoor, like a sauce product. So it was like, it wasn't necessarily fresh frozen or live resin back then because he hadn't like harvested it and frozen it within 30 minutes. And like, since we became a brand, that was a big emphasis that we put on like us having live resin was that that was the thing like live resin was just coming out in 2017 like it wasn't like it is now where it's just common knowledge to know well live resin is freshly harvested plants frozen within 30 minutes while the plant's still alive ideally harvested at nighttime or in the dark so like you're preserving the terpenes and the essential oils of like the living plant like people don't really get that shit mm -hmm. you know what i mean and now i think that they still don't really get it like the education level and the like um general knowledge about like cannabis in the legal industry is our legal market is just crazy um i mean fuck i don't even know where to start like if i was to start to try to educate and talk about like what is on the shelves and like what is really what it is like i could say that my product is co2 and nobody's going to tell me that it's not right like you could say whatever you want in the legal market and in any market but like the integrity of like who the brand is and where like there's this oversaturation of brands in the state but it's like who are these cats like what do they do you know what i mean do they even grow their own shit do they extract their own shit do they like source their own shit like we don't grow our own shit that's why we went from friendly farms to friendly or from friendly farms to friendly brand because it was like i didn't want that association mm -hmm. with the farm although we source and work with farms and our biggest thing is building relationship and bridging the gap between the farm and the consumer through extraction and us being like that middle ground, like we didn't want that association of like farms with the name and everybody that knew us rec um, uh, would talk about us like, oh, that's friendly, that's friendly. So it's like just one word, boop, that's it. You know what I mean? Um, I like that anyway. Yeah. Just the name friendly puts yeah. a smile on my face. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what it is, is, you know, just to, to open the convo with you is that, it's different solvents, whether it's ice and water is a solvent, or whether it's butane, hexane, propane, CO2. Uh, all these are different forms of basically that strip the plant of its essential oils. There's so many different methods, but it's like the product that finishes out of all of them is different, even with the same strain, same grower, same material each way will come out different and so it's almost like a preference right like how it is yeah i mean from live to cured from resin to rosin which are like just live and cured just speaks to like what the starting material is right mm -hmm. whether it was like freshly harvested then frozen that's our live resin or live rosin whatever 
um, or cured, which is just cured flour. Um, that for us, when we get cured flour, it's all about freezing it after it's been cured to like really give you the expression of like what you're smoking right there, right? And just some gas, like some fire ass weed um, that was cured properly. So um, it's not about what's better. Like for me, I prefer cured resin. So resin is going to be a solvent. We use a solvent. We use hydrocarbon extra, um, to extract the oil, mm-hmm. um, which is BHO is, is what we're using, right? So um, what I and what we love about that is that it's going to be the most gentle on the plant. And through just extracting at extremely cold temperatures, you're going to solidify all the fats and waxes and strip the plant of all like the cannabinoids, terpenes, all the other um, essential compounds found in the plant um, that are going to give you that same experience. And so that's what I was talking about earlier, actually, when I was like, oh, smoking PGRs and have fucking asthma and shit like this is all I smoke is friendly now. All I smoke is cured or live. I prefer cured just because the effects that I get from smoking is it resembles what I've been smoking my whole life. Right. And the flavors. Um, but talking, speaking resin and rosin to get back to like process and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, rosin is used extraction method of heat and pressure. Resin is going to be used with a solvent, um, different gases, like you said, propane or butane, whatever. Bunch of different ones, bunch of different ones or blends. Yeah. Right. Um, a lot of people were doing blends for a while. That was something I was always telling them. I don't extract myself. Right. I understand the concepts of what it is. I mean, essentially we're taking, cannabis putting it in a metal tube putting extremely cold gas which turns into a liquid in this column building it up at a cold temperature enough to like solidify and turn like as cold as possible right mm-hmm. i think we're at like negative uh 60c or ne- between negative 60c and negative 80 um for temperatures and that's just going to solidify all the undesirables the fats the wax waxes um chlorophyll all that shit yo family if you want to know where to get all the dope exclusive merch you see us rocking on the show go to shop.fsotd.com it's free shipping on all domestic orders we're trying to hook up the whole family we want you guys to rock the merch and show us you're a part of the family all the ashtrays are on there the lighters are on there the trays are on there the stonewash hoodie is on there the family ties tea is sold out you should have moved quicker um (laughs) and also yo Tag us in photos. Let us know you're rocking the merch. You're rolling up on the tray. You're watching firstsmokeofthedaycom Let us know how you first smoke of the day. Hit us up on Instagram, first smoke of the day. And what's nice is then you can separate and take out some of the harshness or some of the, the parts exactly. that you don't Exactly. That's smoke. the difference between resin and rosin. Like when you have rosin, like for me, I love the flavor of rosin. I love to like <laughs> experience that, but it still does affect like me when it comes to just like whatever my breathing and airways and shit just get clogged up because of those fats and waxes. And there's still like some of those impurities, but those impurities are like the pulp, you know what I'm saying? Like that's that like true flower experience. So like my middle ground and where I'm at with it is like cured resin is what I'm smoking because it doesn't affect me. The high is like just my shit. And that's what I stick with, you know? You, you know what? But, it's interesting. Cause like I have asthma as well since like two years old. Yeah. But I find when I smoke vapes or dabs, it makes it act up worse than oh, if I really? smoke high in flour. So That's I just crazy. smoke joints for the most part because yeah. it feels lighter on my lungs. Whereas if I hit those, like, I don't know, I feel it like I start wheezing and shit. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. It's weird. Everything that we push on as friendly is like, find the strain that works for you. It's not about Indica Stiva hybrid. It's not about whatever. And you guys talked about like, different processes and how 
you could process it a different way and it's going to be different fuck bro i could give you a clone mm -hmm. from the same mom and i can give a clone to the homie down the street and you guys are going to grow it in your environment and you're going to harvest it when you harvest it but that environment is going to create a different experience even if you fed it the same shit same new same timeline same everything it's a different environment so everything is always going to be different right so that's where when we talk about educating customers like people are always like oh what strains do you have what indica sativa hybrid i'm like one of my boys i grew up with dm me the other day is like yo what would you recommend for pain i'm like fuck if i know dog just fucking try indica i guess because that's what everybody will say right and i know when you talk about strain dna that directly correlates to like the terpenes found in the plant like so it's kind of like find your flavors with our rebrand we really um wanted to put on the package like what the flavor profiles were that were like let me see. talk about it. let me just see here so like jet fuel gelato we got flavors of gas vanilla ice cream so some that like a consumer could understand we got the uh, little emojis on there to help them understand like this is what you're looking for if you like vanilla or gas or ice cream right like there's going to be other flavors that i got different gelatos or sunset sherbet or whatever have some of those same flavor profiles so um, it just helps find that help the consumer decide what they want based on those flavors and then based on the effects that go along and, and correlate with those flavors so which the background like of that is like mercine lemonine you, you know all the terps that go into all it. those Absolutely. words that yeah. like the different fucking yeah. don't know it's like fuck dude i ain't never bought some food and been like let me get that fucking linalool turp <laughs> fucking fruit snack pack you know what i'm saying like it has but, to be relatable yeah let's go back yeah um what was it like growing up in sacramento it was dope man i like sac i mean it was it's crazy because sacramento has went through so many different changes like i'm 32 right so even before i existed you know what i'm saying like sacramento was like a cow town to the core like there was nothing there wow. and now it's like i mean you i don't know when last time you guys went to sacramento was right when's the last time y'all went I mean, you go pick up, you got to pick up we packs. I used with, to pick up yeah, yeah. some type of We were just shit. up there late last year. Okay. Yeah. Doing the tour with uh, Dave and all. Preferred and a bunch of people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Did yeah, you I guys hit to, downtown while you were there? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Dope. Food spots, you know. There's hella food. I like Sack. Sack really like. They got a fucking Kempton now. You know what I mean? Yeah, Shit's yeah, yeah. popping off of it. It is. <laughs> <laughs> since, we got the, um, since we got the arena in downtown, that brought a lot of like love back to the city and like a lot of culture to the city i mean because growing up there like all we had was the kings like bro growing up i used to fucking like damn near cry when these motherfuckers would lose like that's when we had jay will and chris weber and vladi divok and brad miller which brad miller got into cannabis and he had hit me up so i've like linked up with him which was cool because i'm like that's dope that i saw you playing basketball i'm a huge basketball fan like that's the one sport that i've been able to keep up with for the most part since like business right like mm -hmm. i've always been in cannabis like always owned some type of business since i was 18 but um the, the crazier shit gets it's like harder to keep up with anything current or anything outside of this world that we're in and especially with like where the market is in california it's just like if you want to survive dog like you got to really this is all you can do you know when we when my partner came to me with friendly in 2017 i had a delivery service i had 70 employees up and down the state we had just lobbied the state for non-storefront delivery licenses like i was really like in this shit like i had a hub and sack we took all the calls for the whole state like i was fucking changing sops meeting in the governor's office like helping write regs for like how to operate a delivery business in the state 
and go like I learned everything I learned about business through that and then through friendly now because I do I touch every aspect of like and every layer of what we do as a as a brand um and as a manufacturing company so um but yeah man they don't put respect on manufacturers as much as like growers it's just not the same I don't know why I said that but I'm just saying like mm -hmm. that's what it is right like you don't go after the growers man hey, I'm, <laughs> hey, I, I'm definitely do not doing that don't when do I go it, after bro. growers I'm like hey yo Dave what's good we got a collab with preferred coming soon like yeah that's gonna be super dope but like I'm all about fucking with the growers because like I said dog like I love smoking flour but if I can't smoke flour on the regular how I'm gonna get my fix I got fucking P41 and snacks. I got all Drew's new shit from fucking Green Dog and mm -hmm. Turtle Pie. We got a collab with fucking Matt coming out soon. That's going to be fucking sick. Um, but, but yeah, dude, I'm always on the hunt to find like new Terps. And that's like the thing. Like we collaborate with all the like pioneers from the space. Like we're, we're the guys in California that came up with this li liquid live product, right? Like a single extraction without separation um so to go back on like editing guys gonna love this shit bring it back to the extraction one time um uh the whole thing with in back back when we became a brand we were making all sauce that was like the popular shit right and then one day my partner hits me up and he's like yo um when you get to the spot we gotta show you this batch of oil that didn't crystallize it just like was stayed liquid it had been like a week and luckily we were like keeping track of the way we were doing shit but like when i got back to the lab we had uh just some empty carts and i'm like well fuck throw that shit in a cart because through the delivery service bro like and smoking flour but buying carts carts have always been super popular so like sourcing kingpin from down here or fucking shatter tanks was one of those brands back in the day um brass knuckles fucking whatever absolute extracts um the clear right like Flavor all this yeah all this shit that wasn't real weed you know what i'm saying yeah. just like all this like fucked with oil right yeah. so like we've been making sauce we got fucking a m backed up in like bulk sauce like i got hundreds of pounds of like fire ass live sauce and um and i'm like fuck throw that shit in the cart we tried it and we were just like yo this is liquid live this is gonna be the newest shit i told i told billy and Chaz, i'm like yo let's not make any more sauce we only need to make this billy's like dog are you sure like what are you talking about i'm like bro we got mad sauce like when we started making sauce we were making diamonds initially and people didn't even know what the fuck it was like nobody was fucking with it they all wanted applesauce then we started making applesauce that m that i had in bulk shit all applesauce like no diamonds like and now everybody wants diamonds well once you're applesauce you can't bring it back you know what i'm saying so like um so I was like, fuck it, dude, we're done making any type of concentrate. Like vapes are where it's at. And if we have a vape that is weed in a vape, then let's fucking blow it up. So like, that's what we started making. They reverse engineered like that process, which is essentially was just a curing process um, where the oil solidifies as a or stays liquid through that process and never goes to crystallization, um, which is that decarb. And once we, once I realized that I was like, well, fuck, we can be a brand that offers a strain experience and introduces new consumers and existing consumers that normally wouldn't vape into a vape product. And you can be, if you're from the flower side, you can experience your favorite flower strains from your favorite growers through friendly. That's kind of like 
the whole thing. That's why we do so many collaborations is to like give people that experience because I want that fucking experience. You know what I'm saying? Like I fucking smoke every cart before it goes to the market. We fucking try this shit internally with a team of 10. We fucking go through a whole process to make sure that like, because before it was just me and everybody has different preferences. So like before when I'm just the only one smoking this shit, it's like, okay, word. Well, if I like it, that doesn't necessarily mean you're going to like it, right? Just like you might not like the way you feel on it. But at the end of the day, getting that Terp committee together was super important. And like when we rebranded, it wasn't really like just, oh, we want a new look. We want a new name. It was like, we need to highlight and the focus about what we do that makes us unique in the marketplace and tell that story of like from consumer to the farm that was grown, right? Like you're conveying a message to your consumer from almost like a thought of like single source where it's like, here's the farm, here's the processor, yeah, here's the product. Experience it in vape, Here experience it, it in tincture, experience mm -hmm. it in fucking FSO. Like FSO is the most versatile product we have. <laughs> like you can add it to your edibles. I mean, it's a T great value add. Yeah, a lot so of people FSO, don't even know what that is. Dude, FSO is like, I mean, RSO was a process that was with alcohol. It's a lot harsher on people's stomach um, and they're like digestion wise. It just is not ideal. Um, FSO is just our same oil that goes in the cartridge, that same like hydrocarbon extraction process that has all, filtered out all those undesirables is now like this. I hate saying the word pure, like when you talk about the oil, because then you think like you're separating shit out or More refined. filtering or refined. I hate all those words because I'm just like, we're just like, we're juicing it, right? Like that's kind of what it was. And I hate that word too, for other reasons, right? But um i would say um we're we're when i talk about what our oil is it's just the most authentic representation of the cannabis that we extract so no matter what the strain is no matter what the type of material is whether it's fresh frozen or it's cured or it's fucking um those are only two shits but uh, no matter what it is like we're going to give you the best out of that but i can't give you gold out of old material i can't give you like brown fucking overgrown shit like it's all about harvesting the shit ripe with an amber eye in the fucking trichomes that's like what we want right when we talk about for extraction i know cats used to like pull early and so we've never focused on like the color of our oil as much as we focused on like which strains are going to taste better harvested at what point right we want to be able to create and have the most authentic experience for the customer and when we talk about just the different products we have, we want to be able to share those different flavors um, through different delivery methods. So the FSO is the same thing from the cart, long story short, and the tincture is the same oil from the cart and the FSO, just uh, mixed with MCT oil. So like organic MCT oil. So that's like something you could cook with, FSO you can cook with, um, just different preferences for people and shit. I like that because I yeah. almost think of like RSO because it's usually extracted with alcohol is something you'd want to use topically yeah. and not ingest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you say, and then this is something that you can ingest and it's going to be a more pure substance uh, extracted without the alcohol, exactly, which yeah. is harder to get out from my understanding. And, oh, yeah. and less pure than some of, the, some of the BHOs out there. I mean, a lot of people refine the BHO before they even run the BHO. So there's like, I feel, I feel like if people dove more into that process and explained it more to the consumer, it'd be more appealing yeah. because when you see it done and you see it done right, it's such an impressive process. And I, I like all that. I'm smoking rosin right now. I like, I like every form. I love the plant, but to see the process happen, it's 
cool. It's appealing. It's interesting. It shows you how pure it shows you just the whole process. It's, it's not, you know, obviously taking it to distill it is a whole other thing, but the actual extraction process through live resin and live, live extraction is Mm -hmm. epic cured extraction. It's a cool thing and it just needs to be more open to the consumer. I feel like it's hidden behind doors a lot. There's a lot of like misinterpretation about like what that extract is and like that being not good to smoke, right? When you light a joint, you're inhaling a million ppm, right? Like but when you have oil that had any butane in it, which we actually test everything in house, we have um a solvent residual solvent uh gas chromatograph in the lab so that we can test at the facility. We don't do any of our own like pesticide tests yet, um but we have been discussing that too just to like it's all about like speed to market just like everything else like we want to produce the amount that we need for as short of a window of time that is possible to still like promote it and get it out there but um we want to be able to like tighten that window because i think for a while like we all got in this space of like just creating too much product for the market not really understanding like the demand and that's like one of those learning curves that we have to go through as like small business owners that like are just in the market and fuck we're just getting excited i'm pulling triggers to buy shit just based on the fact of like yo i want that shit i want to be the only one with those flavors right so like locking down fucking whole farms or like specific strains from like big batches of specific strains from whole farms so that we have something like unique to share with the consumer you know what i mean um and just because i'm a consumer and i'm like fuck my headiness is getting to the fact of like can we really afford to to like cop all that shit you know what i mean right now um and how long is it going to take for us to really like move through it so um i'm excited so again like circling back to like the rebrand that's a whole nother approach to like you know the terp committee the new approach to business like how we want to operate who we're sourcing from how those partnerships go because like we've done like 20 some collabs at this point and like when we collaborate with different farms it's all about like how can we add value to what you guys do because like i respect your craft i respect the shit that you grow i love the quality that you grow how do i get your brand into places you're not you know what i'm saying like and how do we now build hype on that so that people give a fuck you know what i'm saying because like i said there's not really much respect on like people aren't like oh lining up for fucking vape drops you know what i'm saying but i'm like why not because ain't nobody doing that shit right you know what i mean like if you were going to collab with people like turp hogs or fucking um ball family or fucking whoever doja doja of course yeah so like doja preferred Mm -hmm. or fucking whoever like that's like our main people gonna initiative yeah exactly but if the story's told if the hype is there if like it's gotta be about it yeah exactly they won't do it if it ain't but that goes back to like that's why people line up that's what i love about ryan bro like what he's done is he's giving people access to like yeah, the brand is. you know what i mean and he like is. him being the brand is like come try the new flavors like come fuck with us come meet fucking ek like shout out ek i've been fucking with ek for fucking a minute i've known ryan since it was back in the den sacramento bro like he had a delivery service out there and that's how me and him initially clicked up and then he just started really pushing from like doja to like the brand doja and now it's like to see what he's done on like a worldwide scale is fucking epic you know what i mean so shout out doja um but but yeah i mean the approach to the business with the rebrand was like we want to create an inclusive 
an exclusive experience for consumers, but make it inclusive so they can be a part of it. So like, that's really where we want to put people on the front of the box. Um, we wanted to be able to engage with the community. We have this whole like friends with benefits program. That's like consumer facing and bud tender facing. We're, oh, we like used to what send you, like huh? what you did there, bro. We, yeah. You like that <laughs> a little pun action um, oh, with the bud tenders too, huh? Yo. So if you guys didn't know already, everybody's switching to drip. Terps are a really big deal in today's market, but most importantly, so is the flavor. So everybody's switching to drip and feeding their flavor. And if you want to switch to drip, reach out to us. Family at firstsmokeoftheday.com. Let us know. I want to switch to drip hydro. We're dripped out. We're right here, our favorite place to go. You know, where the pros go to grow at Grow Generation. Over 60 stores nationwide, either in-store or online. Use our code. First Smoke 10. Family, get online. If you're shopping for grow goods, First Smoke 10 or in store anywhere in the US. Tell them the First Smoke family sent you. We'll see you there. Yo, we got a gift from Dr. Dabber. Excess. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can gift. Sure, bro. We used to send samples to stores all the fucking time. <laughs> we love bud tenders too. Shout out to all the bud tenders. Right. Shout yeah, out to the bud tenders. We love um, But we used to send samples to stores all the time and like stores get blown up with samples. Like oftentimes you go back and have a meeting with somebody like, yo, motherfucker, you're sitting on all these samples. Like we sent you this shit for your staff. So you tell me your shit's not selling. Why? It's not selling because my staff hasn't, your staff hasn't tried it, right? When I'm on the floor and I'm talking to fucking Joseph and fucking Mary and Susan and fucking Kelly or whoever the fuck like, and they haven't tried the shit. It's like, dog, we're investing as a small self-funded business in getting the consume the bud tenders, um, an experience with the brand. And so this whole program was like, if we open a new door, I'll send samples to the shop. If you've been a, a retailer carrying friendly, you got to sign up to the program. You sign up to the program and ask them like, what type of strains do you like? How do you like to consume? Like, let me learn about you. I ask them their favorite fucking snack, like favorite candy bar, right? Like maybe we fucking do the event. We got, we, we have uh, these bags with samples that are specific to that person. And now they have the best experience trying friendly for the first time. Like I went to a store in Richmond and I asked a bud tender, I was like, yo, like you guys have been carrying the product. Shit's been moving pretty well. Like, but I always ask them like, what's your favorite brand? And like going in enough stores, asking people that question and hearing like answers like, oh, I like this platinum vape fucking gelato cart. And I'm like, the fuck? I was like, you smoke flour though? And they're like, yeah. And like, we're talking a distillate, like added terps cart compared to like, when I asked them, oh, do you like the sample I sent you? And she was like, no, like, I don't like Jack. And I'm like, well, fuck, that's what this cart was that I sent you, right? It was like Jack Terps, old school Hayes Terps. And so I'm like, when that happened, I was like, that shit clicked for me. And I'm like, There's, that's never going to happen again. Like, if you get a strain that you like from us and you don't like it, you maybe don't like that strain or it's a different pheno or that's just what it is, right? But when you talk about like, you liked a distillate cart that was a gelato because you like gelato. So placebo kicks in and those terps are probably similar. They're probably limonene terps anyways. 
You know what I mean? Like that shit probably tasted close to the Jack card that I gave you type shit, you know? Um, but that misrepresentation was like, we want to make sure that when we're giving samples to our staff or to the retailers that we work with, that they're experiencing the, the brand based on their preferences and that they have an experience that like, that's going to, that's going to help us win every time, you know? Um, got to give them one of each flavor, big dog. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> one of each product, if that's what they like. That's what I'm saying. Like, if somebody gave me an edible or even like the tincture, I started fucking with the tincture lately, but like FSO, like, miss me with that shit, bro. People are, will do like a whole syringe and fucking like they're just on a sick one. Like, I can't do edibles. So, like, if I was a bud tender and I'm getting edible samples, I might just not take it, not give it, mm -hmm. not even give it to a friend. So, like, that was the whole idea is like we wanted to make sure that what people wanted they had access to your goodie bag has your name and on you it. get it off site bro we're not sending it to the store like come fuck yeah. with us at we did a um pop-up event we do we're doing like pop-up events so our pop-up events are at like local businesses throughout the state so we've done one at a friendly tavern in san diego it's like a burger joint they got a couple different shops out there we've done two different events there we've done a couple events at this spot in sacramento old sacramento called serialism um and um we have this event coming up on june 2nd with frankie's pizza um but like these are all just small local businesses right so like that's the main um initiative that we're pushing right now is like getting the events popping statewide so that we have one in oc once a month we have one in long beach we have one in fucking ie we have them in la like and people can come fuck with the brand i'm going to those fucking things like my team is there. Meet like we're a super small team now. This market has been like strangling motherfuckers right now. Like stores are slow, distributors are fucking fucking up. Like it's just it's kind of ugly as far as like as a brand working. You got to educate people. <clears throat> that's the main thing too. Is right. Is that's why they wouldn't know the difference between fake gelato terps and real gelato terps. You have to educate them that like this is actually essential extracts, a solvent extract of like the essential oils not being played with they're not being distillate and added back no you know? additives yeah, yeah we're not fucking like with that. it and it's now like, like what a lot know, of companies that's important do. it's kind of like it's kind of like uh with food now you know people want to see organic exactly no the consumers are more like you know, educated on like what we're consuming you know some people need to go in there and make sure it's dairy free <laughs> or like you know whatever so you got to make it easy for sure yeah but yeah talk about the oversaturated market what are some things you're doing to stay alive during these times california market fuck um that's a loaded ass question because like for us like that's why we're i'm asking for a friend yeah for yourself <laughs> <laughs> that god's coming soon oh, um no nah, but i mean i would say just getting getting our face out there more mm -hmm. like we had to tighten up our team a little bit um which is never fun i guess to like be but it's a part of business like inflate to deflate and like yep. make sure that you're um staying as lean as as you need to and i think we got a little like comfortable for a little bit and weren't looking at the things that mattered and so like that was a learning experience but where we're at now i guess the biggest thing is just making sure that every um every step along the the supply chain is like understanding about where we're at as a market right and making sure that like we have the ability to get, give access to the consumers at a price point that's going to make sense because the state is way overtaxed right like we all like the the stores are getting hit with mad taxes the fucking growers are getting taxed the fucking 
extractors are getting taxed every step of the line we're taxed and then there's not really a, a business that has the logistics shit set up to where like distribution costs two percent right like you're talking like 10 15 20 percent some of these cats are paying 25 percent like to get their products sold and distributed so like we've been we've always sold our own product we had a little year hiatus where we went from like a third party more of a transport style business that we were distributing with uh to herbal and now we're working with uh navis but working with herbal was rough man i won't really go into depth on that shit but like you know we lost about 60 percent of our revenue by like working through a distributor that's job was to sell the product so we went from like 230 stores to like 450 well that 230 was being supported from like top bottom you know what i mean so like that's really where we're refocusing our energy now is tightening up the relationships with the stores because like i've been telling my team is it's like we could sell to stores no problem but how does it sell and are we aligned with the partnership with those retailers that we work with is our fucking product on the menu is it visible like are they pricing it properly like there's just a lot of aspects to like being successful in this market and so um and if you can't support all your shops with the team you got but you also aren't doing enough sales to like sustain that then it's like we got to look at who are the the good actors because this this state is also um is being ran with a lot of retailers that just don't pay their bills and it's like sometimes it's like their fault but it's not even intentional it's like the business ain't doing that well they don't really know how to run the business like lean enough to like keep that shit rolling and so um that's our, that's our main thing is just tightening up the relationships and getting more in the community like when we do collaborations we want them they'll be a part of these activations with us too um and that's like a part of us working with the farms is like look at this point we need to work together to like push a hard line on getting out there and like building awareness for the brands for the product so that when it drops there's excitement and there's hype around it right so um that's one of the main things trying to get like the apparel side popping too like i had a streetwear brand when i was like 20 years old called the ruffians and like so getting back into that whole thing and like with what friendly is friendly is like it's limitless like there's no limit to what this rebrand the way that we created it and like what friendly is as just like a term and just like how it can be um applied to fucking every aspect of life and just like every move that we make so um yeah man i'm, I'm excited to like really just get the brand out there um we've been in different states we went to we saw y'all in new york for 420 like cali is it's it's this is like home and shit but like other markets are in a better place the black market is definitely playing a role and a toll and like you can get better flour for the most part on the streets like we're in the vape category like anything you buy on the street could be dirty as fuck right that's like the thing but when you talk about flour like people aren't just like people ain't growing with pgrs anymore right like people are growing like really good weed mm -hmm. but they can't survive in the legal market because you have to have economies of scale to really like survive you know what i mean and like it's crazy all we've been working with certain growers and it's like fuck we used to pay you know x amount for some to uh let's say uh hundred dollars for a pound of fresh frozen well now you can get that same shit for 40 bucks well guess what like with that price difference it didn't cost them more or less to grow unless they change their whole business model when you talk to indoor growers it's like 
the shit, the, the electricity bill didn't go up. The fucking nutrient cost didn't go up. Your fucking rent didn't go up. Like, but you don't, you do or don't have the economies of scale and you are or aren't paying attention to like your finances. Dog, we came from like the trap. We came from the, a market where it was like, I buy something for fucking a thousand dollars. I flip it for two bands. I made a band, dog. Like, that's just what it was. Like, it's not a, like, and I'm paying my rent with that money. Like, I have no other overhead. I'm not paying Weed Maps fucking 10K a month, which I'm not, but I'm just saying if I was, like, I'm not paying all these other fucking Salesforce, bro. We use Salesforce to keep track of like all the accounts. As a brand in this market, dog, like, you got to work with every retailer to like their, what their process is, right? So, like, you have to really like work with these cats the way they work because if not, you're not going to accomplish it. So, like, there's no standard operation of like 7-Eleven and fucking Ralph's and fucking Publix and fucking who, right? All these cats, they have systems in place, inventory systems, and like they have the economics worked out where they're just, orders are coming. There's not like, you're not working sales your ass off. Yeah, yeah, they're just happening based on sales. And Yo, First Smoke family, if you want to know where to get all the most exclusive stuff done for your brand at, it's moodtrades.com. Use the code FSOTD and they're going to take care of you. Fast turnarounds, low minimums, and they know what they're doing. High quality products where we get all our stuff done for the podcast at. Grinders, trays, rolling cradles, all types of the new things that are dropping. Go check them out. Tell them the family sent you. They're going to take care of you. Appreciate it. Yeah, and those brands are what? They're focused. They're not like at the fucking grocery store pumping their packs, you know? what i'm saying like they're not pushing a hard line on like the new disposable that friendly dropped right now you know what i'm saying like it's just there and the brand does it's the focus on the shit and that's what we thought was going to be the deal with herbal is like oh it's going to sell but the state doesn't have there's so much oversaturation of brands in the state and for what reason i don't know i was at hall of flowers we got a booth this year for me, it was important because I like to like touch all the accounts. I like to know who we do business with. I want them to know like, look, if you don't pay friendly, you're just not paying me. This is how we eat. We're a small business. We're a fucking fam. We've been in this shit forever. Like that's the type of representation I want. So like being at Hall of Flowers is more for that. But the energy this year at Hall of Flowers was crazy. That shit was dead as fuck. Like California, I mean, fuck for 420, where were we at? You know what I'm saying? Like we weren't in Cali. Like all the Cali kids were in fucking NY. And NY is a cool market. Like, I don't know, from a business standpoint, like, because this is where my mind is at right now, is like, Mass is a dope market. AZ is a dope market. New York is way underdeveloped right now. New Jersey is like 40 stores open right now. It's like, those are the markets that make sense. And they're all close. But those are the markets that make sense because they don't have the problems that California has. Everybody is like trying to build a business here because it's the Mecca. It's like the motherland of cannabis, but it's like, yeah, but you know, motherfuckers that grow, your cousin grows, your brother grows, your uncle grows, your fucking grandma grows, your mom maybe grows. You know what I'm saying? Maybe your daughter fucking grows. I don't know. But like, I mean, we all know Cali people, people that, that's day. what I'm saying. We all, all know day. people that have Cali's weed. always been a farmer <laughs> state though, too. Yeah. Like that goes generations back, you know? Exactly. So it makes sense. For but sure. yeah, you gotta go, you gotta go where the wave goes. You gotta go where the waves are. If you surf, you you go to different spots over the year. Mm -hmm. You know where the different breaks are happening. You know what I mean? You don't just get to sit in Cocoa Beach or some shit and like, you know, ride, 
you know, riding some barrels and shit. Like exactly, it ain't yeah. popping like that. You got to go down to Costa Rica or, you know, flex around. You might have to go here, there, wherever you figure it out. And that's what the, that's what it's all about, in my opinion. So you got to be mm-hmm. boots on the ground. You got to be in the scene and you got to be with the movers and shakers. Yeah, you got to be willing to that move. are forming yeah. the industry mm-hmm. and wherever the stomping grounds are, whatever, like that's where you got to be. And right now what we're seeing is that you, it's not going to hack it if you just plan to be a California brand. Yeah. That you need to be an MSO at this point and to be considered like a global brand. Like yeah. I was talking to Doja about this and mm-hmm. he was like, man, I don't even like saying I'm a California brand anymore. Yeah. Because it's much more than that. It's much bigger than that. Yeah. It's a global brand, global demand. That's why he does that. And it's like, that is more so where the pioneers, the people who have been doing this shit, that's where they're going to go now because mm-hmm. it's now a global market. And it's opening up globally, you know what I mean? And all these other places. So you're going to see more import export. You're going to see more things go down. It's going to open up. It's just really about getting to that point. Staying alive until it gets to that point. So that you can be one of the first out the gate and be like, okay, let me establish all these relationships, all these hands I've been shaking, all these, you know, people I've been catering to or whatever. This is when it pays off. Yeah. You know? And scaling while keeping quality always. Yeah. And like you said it, it's not about flooding the market with product anymore. That used to be the the thing because that yeah. was the issue. That was the problem being solved. There was never enough. Not enough, yeah. right? Now way too much. We've we've topped off and teetered to the top of like, oh shit, like where's what's the plans for all this? Oklahoma prime example. That's kind of I think what pushed us over the top, in my opinion. Was when that, that opened up? Yeah, just yeah. like everybody's like the timing, how quick they did it, how low the cost was, how low property is, like all those correlations. Yeah. You know, everyone's getting PPP money, like all these times, right? And it's like that just kind of went crazy over, you know, definitely over the pandemic. We saw, you know, things just start flooding in, right? Because that's was another thing that stroked it was like signs of like, oh, we need more. Everyone's panicking, da da da, all mm-hmm. the spears in the air, you know? Um, but now it's about drops. It's it about is. collabs. Mm-hmm. It's about, it's like about limited access. Having events yeah. and meeting people in the community that are going to the fucking shops. So they actually come and pull up and you show them some love and shit. You know, it's, it's about all that. Right. And so, yeah, for you know, sure. billboards don't work anymore. Magazines don't work anymore. TVs disrupted. All these things are happening at the same time too. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy. How that yeah. And if you think about it, People are lazier than ever. Their attention is so short. They're not paying attention to much of anything. They check their phone a hundred times a day. So you have to figure out that formula and figure out that equation of like, how, how are you going to exist in these people's worlds? Yeah. And how do you make it make sense for them to choose you in a land full of choices? That's the problem with the whole game right now. You can burn five dudes and still go to the six man and get whatever he's got. Well, that's the thing Done is, is create. And that's the same thing with the retailers. Mm-hmm. Well, well, we're not going to be able to pay them, but don't worry. We got the other ones coming and shit. That's, we'll I mean, that's what, yeah, retailers I mean, that's do what that it is shit. all around yeah. the board, right? No, like we're sure. seeing it on both ends, you know? So it's now just a time to like stay true to you, be authentic, be genuine and collab with people that you feel are a good value exchange. You can exist in each other's worlds. And then doing the groundwork and getting around and touching as many global markets and domestic markets yeah. as you can. 
No, you know, sure. it's like rappers, the smart rappers tour middle America all the time because those people come out to shows yeah. and shit. No, they don't yeah. got a million options at their, you know, disposal. And it's not every the same cats the that are there any day of the week. That no. was the thing about being in New York that I was like, man, y'all could have had like artists that aren't here all the time. But instead, like you've got the cats that are just like here, which is like cool from like a cannabis culture standpoint. Right. So like involve that community. But at the same time, it's like. I was talking to Smokers Club about this because when we do our collab, I'm like, yo, I want to bring like a West Coast artist to NY, do like a drop out there with like apparel, whatever, right? Um, and then in California, do the same thing, but have artists where like each, each uh, coast isn't familiar with like being able to have access to that artist, right? Because it's like, but like you said, I think the, the key there was create limited access for the shit that is. If everything, if everybody has access to the same shit, if you create limitations to that and you have a good enough product and you have a brand that's doing all those things, that's like executing on that formula, then you have an opportunity to win, right? So like, that's what we're really looking at is creating that opportunity. And not only that, but it creates exclusivity and like gives the retailer a reason to like really push because you need like that partnership otherwise it's like if you don't have that then it's you can only do so much you know what i mean um but yeah man no i appreciate i uh agree with what you say 100 <clears> percent. <throat> i like this because <clears throat> also a lot of strains don't yield so let's say you're a rosin smoker just for instance right a lot like 75 to 80 percent of the strains out there don't yield it's not something that you can smoke so to be able to have an option with like gelato 45 gelato for like all these signature strains that we cookies you ain't getting cookies hash rot like and if it is it's it's like it's a great option to be able to smoke essential oils straight from the plant and also have an option for strains that you're not going to get in other ways like a lot of these strains that you have like we're smoking old school super lemon haze you're not gonna i mean you, you're not gonna find that other ways right it's the same with a lot of these that's strains. the exotic bro Fire. That's the exotic no, shit. Great. All the old school shit. That's yeah. the exotic shit. We're that's talking hard about to like get, how though. do we get some green ribbon? How do we get fucking like original like sours? Even like fuck. I but, yeah exactly yeah. And and what happens if it doesn't yield in other forms of extraction? Well, rosin is the only like that's the one that is just like super hit or miss, right? But that's where doing BHO we are we we do rosin extraction now. We haven't released anything like honestly like. The concentrate market is like is is extremely rough. That's the second or third worst um, like revenue generator for the state. Like it's like a three to five percent somewhere up in there. Um, but there's the second concentrate? most yes across we didn't the know board. That. Yes, in the state, Even yes. raw, like raws and Bro, all of it. All yes, in the legal market. Yes. What's the can you go Gee, you know the dog, stats on oh, fuck i don't have it on me like that Just i know flowers edibles it flowers the it's gonna be one? like 40 percent. yeah the market then vapes like they we What's predicted vape? vapes would be way higher than they are i don't know right now where they're 20 at or 30 but it's always like around 20 to 30 what would make up yeah. the rest then though edibles pre-rolls fucking and medicinal shit like tincture yeah. all that stuff so like 40 percent flour mm -hmm. that's the main but it's like all these the stats are, are so skewed right because if everybody grows the same shit like that was another piece of like inside here inside like the box we have a qr code that people can scan and they can tell us like what they thought of the product like what they thought of like did the flavor taste like what it said it did 
Um, did you like the effects? There's different questions to like understand. And what are some strains that you would like to see from us? Right. So it's like right now the market is determined based on what's accessible to them also. Right. So like, what is the access that people want when I, when I've been going to these like events in the field and shit, and I'm asking people like, what's your favorite strains? Like cats are still saying shit like cherry pie, AK 47, cherry AK fucking blue dream. Nobody said gelato. Nobody said runts. Nobody said Skittles. Nobody said the shit that like is out there because they're just smoking it all the time. Right? Like if you're smoking the same shit all the time and like, that's not me trying to throw shade on like the fact that like, that's where our market is. But like, we can all recognize and see that like every flower brand in the state is growing like the same shit, right? Like, so that's a whole nother thing. And most of these cats don't even grow their own shit. So it's growers that went way too big and are now supplying multiple brands with the same exact fucking harvest batches where it's like, oh, I can take 20. I got a hundred of this strain. Cool. I'll take 20 of those. Cool. I'll take 40. Cool. I'll take 10. Cool. I'll take 10. How many brands was that dog? You got four or five different brands with the same exact batch, the same exact strain that the same grower grew. What's the value in that? You know, like when we're talking retailers, like who do you work with, dog? Like who are these brands that you work with? What's like other than the story? Like what do you even? You're selling the same shit. So when you looked at when you, the reason I brought that up, when you look up stats, and you're like, what? How does it break down? And when you start looking at strains, because that's been something we've been talking a lot about internally, is like what strains do we want to release into the market? And it's like, we want to be consumer led strains, not industry led. Cause like the industry will feed you and shove down your throat what it wants. You know what I mean? And that's going to be based on a few different factors, but right now what's generating the revenue for cannabis businesses, like growers specifically is the fucking black market, right? Like that's just what it is. Like, so what do they want? That's the same way it was years ago. And it's like everybody in humble was growing sours and OGs. That's all you could fucking get up there. But locally, I wasn't getting that shit. You know what I'm saying? And SAC, I wasn't getting that shit. Everybody in LA was still popping like <laughs> in their industrial shit, but we were fucking all cookies. You know what I mean? Like that's all that we could get is different cookie strains. So, and now we got gelatos and all that shit. But anyways, that's like my goal is to really like identify what it is that people want and i think that because of the different flavors or products types that we have with like tinctures fuck dude tincture and fso are my most loyal consumer because they Medicinal. don't yeah they don't want to go like they found something they like they found some strain specific and now that's going to feed into the carts you want to vape you want to try a vape you want to experience cannabis well you already fucked with the tincture or the fso and now you're like bought into the brand so that was something else too i told the team i'm like Carts are hella saturated. That's like the most saturated fucking uh, thing. So that was the thing I was gonna say about concentrates. You're talking second to third worst in how much revenue is generated, but the second most brands um, competing for that market share. So you have this, the second wow. highest amount of brands. So it's like, Damn, we didn't even, when didn't we dropped the, bro, when I dropped the rebrand, we won mad awards, live resin sauces, all that shit. And to not have sauce now is crazy as fuck, but it's like, there's not even, it's not even an issue of like competing other than the fact that there's so many brands that stores, stores are also purchasing like all the shit. That's the issue is like, there's oversupply, 
well, fuck, why is the store buying all the supply that exists in the market? You know what I'm saying? Like you're just buying shit because it was a good deal. Or you think now that I can make a uh, higher margin on this product because the quality is dope. But it's like, if nobody knows that brand, if you're not pushing that brand, your, your staff ain't pushing that brand. Now you just have another option on the shelf that has no fucking brand value or no brand loyalty. Like if that shit doesn't sell through, what's the point of buying it? And that's my whole thing with our stores is like, I'm not trying to sell you shit for the sake of selling it. Like I want to sell you shit that your customers want and they're going to come back for. And that's what you're getting with us and why we're like really pushing again to be not as much in the store, but in the community, right? At your fucking favorite pizza shop, at your favorite donut shop, at your favorite smoke shop. Come meet us. Come meet fucking David from Burford. Come meet fucking Casa Flor, Trudy, the mom, Lou, Sal, like her sons the sister, uh, Sophie, who like, they all, it's a family business, bro. Like come meet this family business. These guys have been growing for a hundred years in Sacramento, been breeding for that long too. They were growing in fucking Mexico. Like come meet some real motherfuckers that this is what they've been doing. You know what I mean? Like this is their fucking family legacy. Like that's the type of shit we want to do. So when I collaborate with Casa Flor, that's family at this point. Like we hella fuck with them. We went two years now in a row buying like the whole crop because all the strains are like, super unique and up until this past year they had grown from different seeds so we're out there smelling thousands of plants trying to identify like what phenos go with what so when we extract them i got a yellow tag i got a regular tag and i got a no name tag and those are the three different pheno flavor wise uh, aroma wise that we're going to pull so that when we extract that shit it's all consistent and we're taking flavor notes of like what's this what's this what's that so that's dope but to talk about like other markets that's the value that we would look to bring into other markets is like let's bring in these unique genetics let's identify and create this like process of like throwing events all the time like instead of demos fuck bro we used to do our team goes to like in a week each person goes to like 50 stores so like if we got three people hitting 150 shops in a week just to pop in, say, what's up, talk to the staff. Hey, how's inventory looking? Is the price right? Fucking all that shit. Like that's real game, bro. Like to be a brand in this space, like that's what we got to do. And then you got to get the sale. But like, that's how we, like everything I'm talking about is like based on what we see our team sees in the field and like just what the market actually is. And like, I had a store be like, when are you going to drop concentrates? I'm like, bro, you have eight different strains of my concentrates from fucking three, four months ago on the shelf still. Why are you asking me if I got more concentrates? Like, bro, you don't even need them. Like, but that's the mindset. And that's like what I'm trying to, I guess, like portray is like what oversupply does is crazy. Cause like, if we're just weed guys that want to buy weed and you're in a buyer chair, you know what I'm saying? Like, and somebody brings you some shit that you're like, this is dope, or this is a good price or whatever. And every brand promises X, Y, Z, but then doesn't deliver. Like at what point have you created this monster of like 40 different options on the concentrate shelf, but only 3% of your customers actually buy concentrates. You know what I mean? How does that make sense? So I don't know, dude, I could like talk about the retail brand, that whole thing. I don't know how interesting that shit actually is, but like at the end of the day, um, that's why we've made the adjustment that we've made and like why we're operating the way that we are. And a big piece of like what the rebrand was meant to do is like make a difference and, um, and just actually do the shit that 
other people maybe talk about doing like we've been doing it so it's like our old brand was like a product focused brand we hella educated we did i mean i was the one still going to stores making the initial sales or going back to to make reorders or fucking even calling these cats right like i had one month where i was the only salesperson bro i did seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars in sales for my fucking couch of like wholesale product to stores statewide you know what i mean like so i know like what we we know like what the landscape is enough to be like fuck i can't even keep up with all the new brands so, like when some og shit comes out that i'm like how do i not even know what that is it's like i'm so focused on what the fuck we're just trying to do to like move with fucking catch those waves bro like they're, they're not everywhere they're barely anywhere and there's no big waves you know what i mean like and at this point too many motherfuckers in the ocean. Dude, drowning many, the shit out. Too many man. fucking stores, too Holy many everything, shit. bro. But not enough customers. So you got all these things where it's like too much, too much, too much. Not Keep enough of the too one damn thing. Much, that you everybody's going to quit smoking next. They'd be like, no, I, just, I switched it up. <laughs> no, I do mushrooms now. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, that's the, that's the next conversation. Microdose. You hear yeah. a lot of brands pivoting. Well, uh, I have a question. Yep. Favorite strain you've ever extracted as a pen that you were like this is Ooh, this is the one. one this is that's a hell of a because you've done so many different strains bro and i tried all of them i know right so like this year i would say some of the like standouts Here, no period okay, give me the standouts but i'll give I you want. a couple of standouts but like we got this huckleberry um from casa that was like ridiculous that was like a z terp this chapo was like super og which that's like a these are initial names like the chapo is an initial name that it's like oh we don't know if we want to keep that name but then the day the that was like super og gassy um and then fuck what are some of the other ones from this year that were just insane that huckleberry was ridiculous um mango nada the mango nada is amazing the limonada or the the lima limon i think is what they're going to call it um the all time the uh, Doug's Diesel was a strain that we won back in the day with. Like that was a strain that Chaz was growing, and um, we had a greenhouse grower that had cold, like grew that shit out, and we extracted it live. That was insane. Uh, that was a Doug's Diesel, which is a Rascal OG times uh, New York City Diesel. Shit was gas, um, but weird. It was like you would think it was super gas, but it's like hella fruity with this like gas terp on it, um, and. I've tried so many fucking carts, bro. And just even recently trying David's new shit, that P41 was fucking ridiculous. Um, I'm excited to see like Sherbanger, you know, like permanent yeah. marker, uh, you know. So you talk about some of the collabs you've done because you've done some pretty dope collabs. I know you've talked about a few on here, but. Yeah, um, we've we've collaborated with, uh, fuck bro, a ton of people. Um, I mean, Connected Alien Labs was like from the jump uh turp hogs that was a really dope one working with like john i was working a lot with john doe um if you all know john he's cool as fuck um and we did we did a collab with wonder brett uh did a collab with uh ball family farms that was super dope um fucking with chris and um Bro, we've done so many fucking collabs. I can't even think right now. Dude, this whole past year was like rebrand, rebrand, rebrand. Re no up? collabs. The new shit coming up will be uh, Casa Floor will drop first. Uh, that's all live. And then we've got some cured flavors dropping with Preferred. Um, and then we've got some turtle pie. And then after that, we should have a super dope drop with Smokers Club. 
Um, we've been talking with Heisman. We're probably going to drop a collaboration with Heisman, which would be super dope. Um, and then other than that, like we'll definitely have like some Green Dog blueprint. Those, I mean, Drew's right there. We we work with Drew in Sacramento a lot too. So um, talk about Heisenberg. Yeah, huh? Shout out to the BTY. Right? BTY. Oh, if you do that, no. you got to do the Fressa. <laughs> that one would be fire as live. You know Heisenberg? The, uh, my boy Billy was telling me about, I've never met him, but the BTY. Good dude. Well, shit, yeah. man. You're a part of the family now. We'll yeah. see you at the next family. Or That'd you be you guys kick off that collab because the Fressa would be fuck. fire. Right? Yeah. I fuck with it. Real strawberry turps. Hell yeah. And it's you like know? flavors like that, right? We'll be able to get that in live resin form. Yeah. That would be that's attainable, that right? That would be it's insane. Like, yeah. If it's a, if it's strawberry oh, turps, then it really is even in flavor. That flower. would be fucking it's amazing. Phenomenal. I got you, Heisenberg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's dumb. Yeah. But yeah. again, like even with preferred, some of the flavors he's dropping. That's a lot of dope shit coming up. Yeah. That's a lot of dope shit. And like there's yeah. a lot more that we'll be working on. It's just like right now with where we're at, it's like if the events aren't popping then those collabs won't matter right and that's the thing like not to say that they won't but unfortunately that's where we're at as like yeah. an industry right now and as well, where that's the why market you see is. a lot of the homies um you know having to go other places and do their pop-ups and shit and just even if they're just smoking with people and hanging out with music or whatever it's like a time for them to try out the product or talk about the product and you know get to connect you know what i mean and yeah. unfortunately that's just what people are having to do right now that's like any big business though like you see like uh, yeah it's like if you you're know? in like big alcar big any of that like they do it all all around you know they but have that shit's to. been branding for fucking years know. you know what i'm saying know, like that's, that's just that's it like just shows you how generational what it, what it branding takes, you know what i'm saying yeah. yeah so like and their methods of branding were way different but now i think it's like for cannabis it's definitely be in the fucking streets right just be out there build the brand touch the community touch the community tie up tie the, bring the community together even that's our biggest thing is like like i said come fucking fuck around at your favorite pizza shop or maybe coffee shop or but you've never been there maybe you know what i mean you brought a couple yeah. friends and now they got new customers coming to their door that we're trying to also work with like when we talk about brands we're working with on cannabis like we want to work with the right brands there but even when you look at any collaborations or anything that we do with like the community we want to work with the right people there too um so that it's like extremely impactful and like i mean fuck i know like where i'm from in sacramento like there's a lot of restaurants that i'm like i would want to do shit here or this is the smoke shop i used to buy my fucking butane from when i was open blasting you know what i'm saying like i want to do some shit there it'd be just be dope to bring that full circle um but but yeah man it's it's crazy what the market is today and like where it came from to where it is but i think that we're making the right moves and the right the, the people that belong to be here and that's just not people like at this point you're not entitled and you don't like deserve to be here just because you've been here you know what i'm saying like you got to get with the shit like you got to pick your pants up and you got to make those same runs you know what i mean like and for us like we lead from the front so like when it comes time to like make shit happen like i'm gonna pull up you know what i mean like that's what we need to do my partner will pull up like we're a team we work together i mean that's like small business vibes and like family vibes of like people that we've been working with forever that have been on our team from like for a long time or um we got a dope ass team like shout out to the friendly squad motherfuckers that's been there from the jump like when we were packaging our first cartridges up in like a little trap spot in downtown sac like we still have people on our team from the first time we dropped carts so um it's yeah, like I say, you're not entitled to be here. If you don't get with the shit and you don't get with the program and like really try to make it happen, like you will fucking fall off. And like 
I don't want to see that happen to people, but it's like when we talk about what can you do, this is the shit that you can do and what you got to do. Like you, it's not enough to just make dope product anymore. Like there's way too much other shit out there. And to be real, like the everyday customer, I don't think cares enough. And that's why we have to do this is to like care about what you're consuming. Like it's just like anything else. Like you guys, we're all more, I think, um, I mean, fuck every restaurant menu now we'll say if it's grass fed or fucking where the shit was raised even or like whatever right if the fruits organic like they're promoting that shit because customers want to know but um but yeah man it's that's where we're at in cannabis dog like if i land in cali and i want to try friendly farms uh where am i going you fly into la like SF. we work with uh we work at the catalyst shop so every catalyst store has us it's like a real fair price for the people as their whole thing is like weed for the people so really fuck with them been working with them for years true partnership that we have with those cats um if you're in norcal if you're in sacramento gotta fuck with main stage um gotta fuck with 1841 like cats that's been fucking with us from the jump like main stage that buyer uh if y'all, y'all know caleb mm-hmm. yeah so caleb is a g like he was at north star prior to that that was like one of our bigger shops like pre-legalization we were like just starting events at the stores but that's where i met him was at north star in downtown sac um but yeah you go to sac main stage um shout out caleb though and then um i'll try to think the bay dude we were talking earlier and it's like it is hella sad because like the city is like so dead since covid hit like downtown areas across the state i feel like just didn't hella recover like in downtown la like Litco was one of the cats we were working with before and like everybody just lost mad traffic like nobody's going to work downtown anymore and i think now we all work more remote or have the access to work remote so um so yeah i can't even think in the city right now that's fucked up that i can't even think that what about what did you say for la la well um catalyst is opening a new shop in mid-city um they're in the oc primarily yeah they're in oc yep they're in oc yeah they're opening 14 or 16 stores they're they're opening a lot more shops yeah Yeah, their main stores and pomona is like one of their bigger stores now um so yeah that's been a that's been another focus of ours like i said too like there's a lot of bad actors in retail so the the chains the people that are like expanding generally like are doing well right so like they're the ones on top of their shit so and that makes it easier for like a small business like us to work with those people and like we just are doing a drop in cornerstone soon um that spot is like a a little small like they were doing like window pickups during covid which was super dope um but we want to work with like small mom and pop shops but unfortunately like a lot of those different shops are the ones that like have trouble with seeing enough business to keep up with bills like it's it's a fucked up market dude and like you want to support these guys but then you're like fuck if you can't pay then I can't fucking keep this shit afloat. You know what I mean? So, um, I don't know. It's, it's a crazy market out there, bro. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Shit, man. Keep reinventing, keep pushing it, collabs, working with other good people, you know, and loving what you do. Collabs yeah, and partnership. That's all we've always been about collabs. And now it's like, collaborating but also creating partnerships with all different types of cats you know what i mean like the cannabis our culture like the pioneers of our industry like working with them still keeping that shit tight so that we can 
in our efforts to get more and reach the community and like bring new cus- consumers into the space and educate them on like what we've been knowing about for fucking years. You know what I mean? Like what for me, 14 years now that I've been smoking, like I'm smoking Odyssey or Bubba or Northern Lights or Blue Dream or fucking the Platinum GDP, like all this shit that we know that like doesn't even exist now. Or like when Green Ribbon came out or fucking, uh, Barry White or fucking whatever the whatever the old school shit was, you know. Um, we want to be able to like pull from all those different age or or time, all those different like times that we were experiencing, like all those different drops. Like we want to be able to bring that to the new age consumer. So that's like that's something I'm passionate about, and I think that like doing this outreach to the the consumers, it's like there's more of a story there than like. What's the newest shit that everybody's just growing or not even the newest shit. This shit's just been floating around for like five, 10 years. You know what I mean? So I like how you're, uh, you know, including the community on the packaging and stuff like that. Different pictures, different stuff of like people that have actually, you know, participated with the brand and stuff like that. Yeah. That's like cool. this one, this girl here for Jet Fuel Gelato, like yeah. this is my son's aunt, one of her friends. She was like, yo, this is my friend. Like, what do you think of this image for Jet Fuel Gelato? And I'm like that's fucking lit she's like flipping off the camera but it's just like it's fun like it's human it's the everyday uh interaction with the plant right like how we consume like the human experience like cats wake up in the morning and hit their alarm and hit the pen or fucking roll up or fucking eat have to smoke before they eat breakfast or have to smoke after they eat breakfast or have to smoke before they get to work or have to smoke after they get home from work or on their lunch break or fucking if you're in the weed game, then we get to smoke during work. You know what I mean? Like, so, um, it's just like, how is that? How do people engage, interact with cannabis on the day to day? And how can we like show that human element on the packaging? Because I think, I mean, nobody else has done that yet. Right. Like super our whole shit of like putting people on there. And then on the image of the back, that's the farm that was actually cultivated. Right. So the farm that cultivated the, the shit in the package is right here. It was a family farm from Sac County. So like no brand, just like small business cultivating a group that cultivates and image of them on the back and an image of like the would be consumer essentially, you know, that represents that strain. So on our packaging, the strain is represented by the person on the front, the farm on the back. Um, Our stickers are cured or live resin. And then the collabs have unique packaging to themselves. It's not like a picture of a person. Like I can't wait for y'all to see the, uh, when, when the Smokers Club collab box comes, that's just going to be a piece of art. The Preferred Gardens box goes crazy. The fucking turtle, the boxes are stupid. So the packaging is fucking ill, ill too, you know? Oh, yeah. Shout out to that boy Turtle, man. Yeah. My dog Turtle. Great episode. Hell, yeah. That was a fun <laughs> Nah, it's dope. Yeah, man. Yeah, preferred, everybody, man. Yeah. That's Those are dope collabs, and we'll be looking forward to that shit. Mm-hmm. Where can everybody uh, find you guys at? Um on ig yeah like online so online you can find us at uh friendly brand ca um websites friendlybrandusa.com but fuck really in person like you'll see us coming to like whatever city around you guys like throughout the state so that'll be on our instagrams we're always showcasing that we'll have recap videos of the different events that we do um and then from that like all that local business thing is one thing, but like getting people together in like a private session to where you can come like try new collaborations is a whole thing that I want to get into also. So it's like come experience that collab and come like actually try it as opposed to like 
if I drop it in a store, we'll have an event there, but get it pre-release. You know what I mean? Like come fuck with the brands pre-release and maybe like select the amount of people we'll invite or whatever, but just building that community, man. So that when we do shit, people know about it because social media, like Instagram really like took a shit on us as, as like cannabis businesses, right? Like cats will fucking bust their ass building their page. We had like 50,000 followers, consumers that really fucked with us. You know what I mean? Like I spent, we spent a million in a year at high times and all that shit, like 2017 to 2018. And that's how we built our whole brand was like being like having those booths, like giving out dabs of like fire ass live resin shit. Like where other people are giving out like amber shatter fucking dabs. You know what I mean? On parchment, like I'm cracking seals on fucking grams. You know what I mean? Of like award winning fucking connected turfs. Mm-hmm. Bless. So it's like, I don't know, bro. Like it's crazy that it took losing that to be like, all right, we got to really like work another angle. And so that's kind of like another piece of where the rebrand hit was like, we need to get way more active if we want, if we want to like build that hype and that buzz for a product that doesn't really have that naturally, you know? Like one of the only things I'm looking forward to with federal legalization, they can get off Instagram backs. Hopefully we'll be able to actually use it as a business then if that happens. But we'll see if that even happens but yeah i feel you on the instagram yeah connecting to your to your following and and being able to show where you're going to be and what you're dropping and all it's essential these days yeah absolutely and that's that whole friends with benefits program like cats are just signing up to that and now they're a part of the community via like just regular outreach so we'll let them know if things happen with social i think like we need to just start a telegram because that's something that won't go away um and it's a way that we can just connect with people they can see what's going on I mean, I think like, especially when you go to like that global or uh, nationwide, you know, building the brand just outside of having a can like cannabis product in different states, just going into different states and like fucking with the community and like building those networks, like we're ready to go into some other states. Like I know dope growers in different states that, you know, are ready to get fed the right genetics that are ready to grow some shit that we hand them. And like, so that's, that'll be the way that we we move, we navigate, you know, we'll work with the local community just like we did in California, just cause we're here. Like we're not scared to go out and shake hands and like see what's good. Like fuck dude, I was in mass and I'm seeing fire on the shelves, like, and strains that we don't have out here. So it's like every market has its own, like, I mean, those just showcases that shit, right? Like that's, a, that's a big thing. Like every market has their own, like, uh, origins of different strains that came to from wherever you know what i mean so it's hella interesting and i'm excited for us to like get into some of these new markets and see what that local shit is about and then bring that shit to cali too but we won't go to other states on some like we haven't really like looked at going to states in a licensing capacity because like i'm too much of a control freak to just be like oh yeah fucking whatever you make let me just come smoke that shit like i want to source that shit you know what i'm saying like i want to touch that I want to, I want to get my energy on that motherfucker before we extract it. You know what I mean? Like that's the type of way that we connect to the plant. And that's why like that experience with the brand is, is, is as friendly as it is. You know what I mean? So. Thorough all the way through, man. Yeah. It's dope as hell. Friendly brands. My man, Darren. Get you a live resin pen. You're yeah, a resin. Go get that. LA. Oh yeah. This is the, the new disposable. We haven't even dropped this shit yet. The bags came. A little short, so we had to reprint those motherfuckers out. But um, the disposable is dope. I know there's like we didn't do a disposable for years because it's one of those things where it's like we don't want to contribute to like 
that's not a sustainable product, right? Like you gotta, you gotta get rid of it, but we do want to control the user experience. And so this is kind of like step one to getting towards like a pod system so that we can have something that is a controlled experience for the consumer because five tens are great, but a lot of batteries burn hot. So consumers don't understand that they're fucking hitting our shit at like four volts or 4.5 or three, seven or whatever it is. And they're burning the terps and they're not really experiencing that strain so when we have people be like oh i didn't like your shit it's like what, what kind of battery you have honestly dog like every dm that i get of like a consumer being like oh it tastes burnt i'm like word send me your a picture of your battery you know what i mean like that's always what it is um so yeah that's get crazy song, right? man. get your song <clears throat> i was waiting we're gonna Take dose we're gonna dose up pack god's dinner on off the mic bring it over here yeah get on that off seen, the mic if on. you ain't on that off the mic man <laughs> and uh You'll be seeing these disposable soon. Yeah. The disposable and the dispensary soon. near you, California, friendlybrandsusa.com. Run it. Got that right. <laughs> and go check out my man, Darren. For real, you're doing a lot in the game, man. Congratulations. Appreciate we you, really bro. appreciate you pulling up on us. Man. No, most of Thank you for having us, bro. We'll have for to real. do more. And, you know, welcome to the family, big dog. Most <laughs> of. You already know, man. It's first smoke of the day. We're out. Peace.